Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Scullard, here again with Mr. CJ Krause. How's it going, CJ? It's going well, man. It's been a fun weekend watching games out here. A great, uh, well, fantasy-wise, uh, um, night game we had, so... Yeah, well, and then you know, let's let's go ahead and talk about you know you. We were talking about how how our week went for fantasy, and I told you I think I went zero and five. Um, in my in my fantasy leagues this this week, because guys like Austin Eckler and uh, Justin Herbert and let's see who else didn't show up even on the football field this week. Um, I had a few others that it was just, it was just all together bad. They didn't show up. That hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Antonio Gibson getting hurt. Miles Sanders. There's a lot of like players. I'm sure people were counting on to do well. That just like crap the bet on them, which is unfortunate, but that's the way it, it just hits harder this week when that happens. Cause we're right in the push. If it happens like week five, you don't care as much, but like week 13 hurts. Week 13 hurts. Cause I mean, for 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 teams that have a three week playoff, we're we're going to the playoffs now. This yeah. that's just so weird to think that we're already in the playoffs. And guys like Derrick Henry this week, kind of only getting five points and half PPR. Guys, you like want to have for the playoffs. A lot of those teams got busted out with that. Yep. So like a lot of other fantasy managers who were like staring down. Oh crap, we're dealing with the Derrick Henry matchups. Pretty happy, but the guy that had Derrick Henry probably upset. Yeah. At least it wasn't like what was it last week with the uh, with the Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> oh my! But that's what Darren Waller was this week. The Darren yeah, Waller, the Darren Darren Waller was that. Yep. Like. So, although I got to admit, I did really well with the with the uh, Ryan. Well, I did pretty well with the Ryan Tannehill and Corey Davis stack in in a couple of my DFS lineups. Yeah, I didn't commit to that stack, but I had I had the I had the car um, almost everywhere because how cheap he was. For that one, because I had, I know he was my QB five on this past week, but I was like the one person that believed in the bounce back, but that much at least. Yeah, so. I I had I had uh, I had Tannehill and Corey Davis in in one. That I mean, my my lineup had been doing horrible. It got me up to I think I was at one point sixth. I ended up finishing fifteen. I mean, out of a hundred guys, it was it's a small yeah. league. Uh, I think I got up to sixth because of that. That because of that lineup. And then Austin Eckler did nothing, and the Seahawks defense decided to give up two, you know, two touchdowns to the uh, to the Giants. Are you doing okay after that game? I'm I'm like asking as a friend. No, like, I'm you... not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not doing okay after that game. Sorry. I didn't want to bring it up, but since you did, I thought it was okay. That would be a safe space for us. But <laughs> I mean, that was that was horrible. And you know what? Oh, it was. I mean. 
most of that was on the receivers. Two of the two his I, th- I want to say one of the interceptions was off of Carson off of Chris Carson's helmet and into the defender's hands like yep. through Chris Carson's hands off his helmet and into the defender's hands you had uh DK Metcalf drop two passes in his hands of 25 yards or more one of them would have put him at the 3 yard line um and i want to say that even uh, let's see. Chris Carson had two other drops, and then even Tyler Lockett had it. I mean, it was just—it was horrible. That was just—I'm yeah. So I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> oh, do you feel better now that you got that out of you? Oh heck no. See, I'm one of those people that I dwell on things. I I I don't let things go. And so, um, so you so you dropped DK Metcalf is what you said. In no, leagues. no, because I think I only have one league that I have him. Um, and what sucks is that league is an, I mean, that, that team is an absolute juggernaut if everyone could have stayed healthy. I mean, it's, it's, uh, Ryan Tannehill, DK Metcalf, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Austin Eckler, Chris Carson, um, Christian McCaffrey. I mean... Do you have any drops DK had? He had at least two, right? Uh, he had at least two. Yeah, he's got. He had five on the season going into this week. He has two more. This is why, like, not to go on tangent of DK Metcalf, but this is the way that I love him, but I can't stand him sometimes. Yep. He just has those like drops that just happen. That's why, like, people have the conversation like he's the best wide receiver for Dynasty and things like that. I can't put him there until he fixes that. I yep. can't put him over Adams or Tyreek, which he has every potential in the world. Yep. So I, just, I want to look up at that really fast because going into this week, he had five drops and adding to his number ten overall player. Yeah, I think he had at least drops. he had at least two drops. Yeah. It's like him and Deontay Johnson just have like they need to stop eating popcorn in the sidelines or something. Their butterfingers are yeah killing them. <laughs> but anyway. all right, enough <laughs> of that. Let's go to positive news. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So, um, so what we're going to do is, uh, you know, it's waiver wire week. And I know that we've, uh, I know that we've kind of tailed off with the amount of, with the amount of episodes we've been doing a week. We've gone basically gone down to one a week. And part of that's, part of that's because of the schedule. Um, we're getting into the holidays this time of the year. Uh, it's hard for, it's hard for me, um, to be able to, with, with my family and our schedule, especially with me getting ready to go down to, I'm going out of town for Christmas. So I'm going to be. Well, that's if California doesn't shut down and not allow anyone from out of state in the state. Um, we're I mean, pl- not letting them play football there right now, so. Oh, yeah, that's just. I'm not Arizona even. 49ers. Not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go. <laughs> I, we're going to start talking politics, and that'll get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> but but so so just I mean this time of year just it it's tough for us. So we. We're probably at this point. This is also kind of a notice for you, CJ. <laughs> we're probably just. I mean, it, probably waiver wire week is probably the only, or probably waiver wire is probably the only time we're actually going to be able to get in an episode. Um, so we'll cover what we can in in that episode. But um, uh, other than that, it's going to be maybe little snippets here and there in, in our social media stuff, and then on the website. So another reason why it's going to be a little bit harder to get content out is I am completely revamping the website. Um, and that, and 
it takes a long time to do that when you have a staff that and developers that do that. It's just me. So <laughs> um, I'm like I said, I'm basically revamping the entire website. And even CJ, I mean, you, you know, you were making some comments on it already. So yeah, I was I was checking out today. Like, I was looking for this prepping for the show tonight, and I know it's like it's just like a little bit more visually pleasing to see everything. It looks a little bit cleaner, um, and like that was something really nice to go over. Like especially, like, I was looking at our rankings page to see how we did on the week, kind of like get an idea to talk about tonight, um, see what you thought last week and what you think now, and it's just it just looks nicer, and that's really appreciate that from a um, consumer standpoint and from someone that uses the site for posting his rankings and articles things like that so yeah it looks really good keep up the good work man thank you all right well with that uh why don't we go ahead and hop into today's headlines today's headlines all right and where we are going to start this off is philadelphia eagles head coach doug peterson is not ready to announce a starter for next week's game he says, quote, you've got to let me get through this game. There's a lot of things I'm going to consider and evaluate before anything is decided. I think it's kind of already decided. They may be going with uh they may be going with the young guy this next week. Yeah, I mean I can I agree with that. Usually anytime it's a conversation like this, like where the coach comes out and says, We don't know who it's gonna be, they usually kind of the other know. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how you go back to Wentz after that statement i mean you could have if he was just like once is still our guy then you can be like okay cool we know but if you're like up in the air someone you paid that much money to i think they want to see what they have in hurts and maybe consider trading finding a trade partner for Wentz in the offseason yeah it could be interesting to see who i mean i'm interesting to see what teams would actually be willing to trade for Wentz. i think i think he'd have a better market than we think which depends on what the quarterback landscape is around that time yeah for a lot of things because it could be like indianapolis is a team depending on what happens with rivers yeah because um, rivers is on a one-year contract yeah i think the saints are a dark horse if breeze decides to retire um that would be there. interesting because if it frees up a lot of the cap space too because breeze takes a lot of the cap space yep well just that but that just depends on so many other variables but that could be something to be looking out in the offseason those are like the main two i could think of off the top of my head like in the back of my mind like pittsburgh but they are still locked in everything they can't take on that contract they already can't take on anything so it's like very few teams can actually do that contract they're probably to eat some money the eagles are if they decide to go that route most likely i mean you being a saints fan yeah. i don't know how much you hear i mean is is Jameis just not the guy for them is that um from what i see i don't think i think for some reason they have a love affair with Taysom hill and I think Why? he's a great, a great football player. He is an excellent, excellent he's football, a football player. He's player. not a quarterback. He is not a quarterback, but um, I think they want to see what happened to him. Jameis has a lot of um, off the field antics he likes to do, and I'm sure it didn't. It came up at certain times. I've heard different little things about like meetings and things like that, which is a really easy way to get yourself benched. Is how you act and react, which is the Jameis's problem since college. Because yeah. um, I'm originally from Florida. I actually had friends that went to college with him. And even in college, he had issues. <laughs> yeah, it was, what was it? It was crab legs. It was, let's see, what yeah. else? That's like the known one. I've heard so many other one. stories. For, that could be a whole other podcast, the, the Jameis Winston stories. I've heard yeah. people that went to college with them. Yeah. But um, there's just, I, w- I would love to see what they, they do with Jameis. I would love to see him get a couple of, but they're winning. So they're not going to 
do that. And the one time we did saw him, he got benched. So I don't think he's going to be the guy. Um, that's why I think it could be like a dark horse move for Wentz in the offseason, depending yeah. on what Breeze does. All righty. Moving on. Uh, according to Pete Carroll, uh, Chris Carson is not 100%. You could you don't s- say. You could see that in the game. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have been able to run the ball a lot better against, uh, against uh, the Giants. I think this is a terrifying thing for what he's saying is he's usually the most optimistic coach. So like anytime he says anything negative, I take it extra serious. Yep. So I'd be a little worried about my Carson shares, but like you can't do anything when he's on the field. Cause then he just, they eat off each other too much. Yeah. Yep. Um, Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore is among the players being added to the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, that, I mean, uh, go, you know, go for, uh, um, Curtis Samuel. That's <laughs> yeah. a bit of a plus there. No, I, Curtis Samuel is also on the list. Oh, did Curtis Samuel get added to the, I, sorry, yeah. I, I missed, I missed who all no, was on fine. that list. I was, I was actually just getting the whole list up just for, so we had this one. Um, it was eight players total put on the list and DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, the main two. So this is a Robbie Anderson kind of thing. Um, Derek Brown, a lot of the defensive players, Shaq Thompson, Greg Little, um, Michael Pilardi, um, Ishmael Hayden, guys that are maybe IDP players now, but things aren't necessary anything for fantasy. Yeah. But DJ Moore and the Curtis Samuel are the two main um, for the offensive side of the ball. Well, and then, you know, you've got Christian McCaffrey. He, while he didn't exactly answer if he'd play this week, it pretty much sounds like it. He says, it feels yeah. great. I feel really great. Just hope that these next four games go well. Uh, said there's no chance he'd consider sitting the last four games. So, you know, for my team that has Christian McCaffrey that's already well out of the playoffs, it's nice to hear that he's going to be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited. My league of record has CMC just waiting in the wing. Some super, and I have a we, we're first week by, so I get to dodge the whole like, what's the workload game? Yep. And just let hope. Um, but I think it's a huge endorsement for CMC. I think he's going to be again. He's going to play when he. Um, when he plays, you play Christian McCaffrey. There's no question he's dropping 25 plus points when he's on the field. This is about when I expected him to come back with this injury. Yeah, because they had the bye week here. Yep. I mean, I'm not surprised it went through the bye. I don't think it was because it was that bad. I think it was precautionary more than anything else to get him through the bye. So I'm I would just fire him up with like no qualms. Yep. Uh. Giants coach Joe Judge said the team will give quarterback Daniel Jones every opportunity to play this coming week. Uh, it sounds like there's optimism that he'll be able to do it. So uh, very interesting uh, with Daniel Jones. Who are the Giants actually playing this next week? I don't actually have that in front of me. I'll get it real fast. Giants, they will be playing here arizona yep they are playing they're playing at home in arizona there i mean i still wouldn't play daniel jones in general nope just just because of his like already bad issues and he take away his mobility he's basically a non-start in general i think that whole offense is pretty much a non-start yeah um besides wayne gallman who's getting the workload there but apparently gets vultured by alfred morris because it's 2020 and that's what happens yeah yeah, two touchdowns from Alfred Morris. Two, two to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they were they but, were Alfred Morris's first touchdown since what was it December of 2018, two yeah. years. Like, but Wayne Gallman's been a solid RB two. He has been, yeah. 
he's going to be someone you can kind of like rely on um, for your fantasy playoffs, especially if you had someone picked up off the wire. And Arizona is not a great matchup normally versus the, but like I think just volume alone, he's a solid um, player, especially if people lost in Tanner Gibson this week. Yeah. Um, hopefully you had something on your bench, which we've been talking about, like stocking up your bench with these backup players that could potentially come in. So uh, John Gruden, not confident that Josh Jacobs will return for week 14. Um, not a whole lot there in the backup to, to work with. I mean, yeah. Devontae Booker was terrible <laughs> this past week. Um, I was really low on him. A lot of people were really high on him because of workload. And I just did not think he was going to have a game and he didn't. So that's kind of my victory lap. Well, yeah. And, and we talked about this before the show. I mean, the, the, the jets in general are giving up five points under projection yep. uh, on average over, you know, over the last five weeks or so. So. Yeah. It's, it's mostly like, don't think it's because the jets are a good run defense. They're just that bad of a pass defense. Yeah. That, that teams aren't getting to the red zone. They're just scoring touchdowns. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I saw. The um, the stat, if you have anybody that's playing against the Jets who plays at the Seahawks, again, oh, we're talking about a Chris Carson thing. Um, you might want to consider sitting any of the Seahawks players. They have, the Jets have not allowed a running back to have over 100 yards from scrimmage since week six, and that was Miles Gaskin. Yep. And it's yeah, so that's something to consider there. So next week should be a big should be a big bounce back game for Russell Wilson, for DK Metcalf, and for Tyler oh Lockett. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be as long as DK can hold on to the ball, money. Well, okay. Well here's here's this though. They just yeah. the Jets announced that they fired um Greg Williams. Who's the new who's the interim defensive um, defensive coach do they you know whoever their d- interim defensive coach do they step up for him this week and have a decent game no <laughs> okay i just figured no. i would throw that in there anyways <laughs> um the, the, there's not much analysis to do that like they're what are they, the 32nd best team in defense yes yeah, something like which that. means they which means they are the worst team on defense they finally team. passed up the seahawks <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't yeah Fire, fire up all your pass catchers. This might be a David Moore game. Yeah, I think I was. The, I think what was it a couple weeks ago? I think I was the only one that had him above wide receiver thirty-five, and I had him at like twenty-five or something like that. And he ends up, you know, wide receiver yeah. like seventeen. Yeah, I think that was the week we texted each other saying David Moore. David Moore, there it is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, it looks like oh, uh, last but uh, two things. Pate, uh, Sean Payton says that Breeze has no return time frame. So they're sticking with the Taysom Hill project. I mean, I don't think it's their choice to do that. This is kind of like what I talked about when the injury first happened. I think he's done for the fantasy season. Like, there's been optimism about it, but, like, the typical time for a punctured lung would send him all the way through week 16 for a normal amount of injury recovery time. Yep. For like, for, like, a normal person that's not getting tackled. Yep. So... Well, and, and again, it goes is was is this Breeze's last season now? Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. That's that's all I can say about this one. Like, I've I've got no insider news, know anything I've heard. I, I don't think he even knows yet. But he has, he hasn't. I think we're gonna see what happens when he gets back on the field, and that'll decide a lot of what happens. Yeah, for the end of it, this is the end of his career. He's got one more year, because he's under contract next year, but a retirement can stop that. Yeah. 
And last but not least, Dirk Cutter says that Todd Gurley is dealing with a knee injury. When is he not dealing with a knee injury? <laughs> I mean, the guy's had arthritis in his knees forever. This is a significant one because it showed why his workload was so much lower. They're only using him on third down and goal line. That's literally what they've come out and basically said, the coaching staff. That's what his role is until the knee um, kind of heals up a little bit. So pretty much that means that no one's usable in that backfield. Nope. For, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Brian Hill get I mean, I'm a big fan of Brian Hill. I would love to see him get on a team that actually had a decent offensive line to block for him. The problem with the running back position in general is there's too much talent, not enough jobs. Yeah. Um so Which for the longest like, time was not the case. It was yeah. just for the longest time it was just there aren't any good running backs. There's, there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now we've gotten such a change of spectrum. The running backs don't matter. You're getting guys that just like getting workload. Yeah. But um, I think it's the ebbs and flows of how football is. So. Yeah. All right. So we are going to hop into our waiver wire section. But before we do that, um, I got to bring up Dr. Squatch Soap again. I, they, you know, they're kind of our, our main our main affiliate um, partner uh, through this season. Uh, it's been great to partner with them. Guys, you need to check out Dr. Squatch. Um, go to their website, drsquatch.com. You can check out all the different things they've got. They've got anything from soap to uh, shampoo and conditioner, uh, natural. Uh, uh, they've just came out with a deodorant line. All their stuff is all natural, uh, cold processed, no parabens, no, no chemicals. Um, the soap that you normally use in the shower is technically classified, scientifically classified as liquid detergent. This stuff isn't. This is, you know, real soap made the old-fashioned way. Uh, make sure to check them out. Go to, again, go to DrSquatch.com. Figure out what you want. You can even actually build your own bundle. Go to, Dr. I believe it's DrSquatch.com slash pages slash B-Y-O-B. You know, like bring your own beer. Build your own bundle. And you can pick and choose how much stuff you want. The more you choose, the more you pick, the more the bigger discount you get. Once you've gotten, you know, the big bundle that you want, once you hit the um, the the cart and checkout, you can actually put in our, our coupon code SKS20 and get an extra 20% off. You put in enough stuff. We've act- I've actually seen a few people's carts uh, coming through there that basically got 50% off on their entire order because of using um, building their own bundle, getting so much off that way, and then adding the extra 20% at the end. So, again drsquatch.com check out all their bundles build your own if you can um and then again use the the coupon code sks20 to get an extra 20 percent off of any order of 20 dollars or more all right let's uh, hop into some waiver wire madness waiver wire madness all right, with the waiver wire, again, the way that we do this is we do the we use the list from fantasypros.com that they compile for us since they are our main um, outlet that we use for our rankings and such to post to the website. Uh, what they do is they compile a list of the what they consider the best options owned or rostered, however you want to do it, uh, rostered in 50% or less of leagues across both ESPN and Yahoo, the two biggest platforms. Starting with the quarterbacks, 
there's no one we want to tell you to st- to pick up. There's, I mean, the list is horrible. Um, Teddy Bridgewater against Denver, Baker Mayfield against Baltimore, Tua against Kansas City, Trubisky against Houston, Dalton against Cincinnati. Um, hey, there we go, Dalton against Cincinnati. Um, you know the revenge game. Revenge game over revenge. I didn't think about that narrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold against an improving Seattle defense and Jalen Hurts against New Orleans. I mean, there's nothing I want anywhere in there. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that you really should be aiming for on this one. The only way I think you should be hitting from a quarterback at this point is if you're the Carson Wentz owner and you're like, well, I got to change it up because one, they're facing New Orleans, it's a great defense, and two, we don't know where he's starting. Um, two is the one I would grab personally facing off against um, Kansas City should be more of a shootout he's going to need to throw the ball um, Kansas City is defense will get some picks but I think they're going to need to get points and maybe garbage time and that's about all I'm aiming for if I had to pick up from this list yeah I'm, I'm checking I'm just doing a real quick check for um Like Bridgewater wouldn't be a terrible grab, but his, he's missing two of his three main receivers. Yes, there, um, and maybe CMC can make up the difference, but that's like a lot of maybes there. Um, and I mean, I'm I I I went to the um the the Yahoo list and to, just to see what they've got. Philip yeah. Rivers against Las Vegas is forty percent rostered. I mean, I still don't like that one either. Um, I mean, I like it better than a lot of things, but like, I still think I would lean more going towards Tua for the upside. Yeah, I think of, I think Tua I think Tua would be the the most likely. Yeah. What about Alex Smith against San Francisco's defense? They've proven that they can't really do a whole lot. Alex Smith is actually one of my favorite like superflex QB twos. That's been like cheap a lot of the time for um superflex formats. I think Alex Smith can definitely be someone you can pick up and start. He's not going to be a boom though. Um, no. So it, he's like a matchup dependent kind of pickup. Um, so he's going to even like good games. He's only about 18 to 20 points. Yeah. Well, again, he's, he is what he's always been his entire career for the most part, except for the one year with Kansas city. He's been mm-hmm. a solid streamable option. You could always count just about always count on, on Alex Smith to throw for 200 to 250 yards a touchdown and run for 35. Yeah. And if he throws for an extra touchdown or manages to throw for 300 yards, it's a bonus. I mean, he was the ultimate streamable quarterback when you needed someone off the waiver wire. Yeah. The downside is the quarterback position has evolved so much that like the 18 points he normally would get is like a middle of the pack week a lot of the time. Um, so I, I would, if you're going for Alex Smith, no, there's not really a huge ceiling for it. But if you look at your matchup and you're like, I just need a floor. Like I am solid at all these positions. My opponent's like kind of sketchy, and like I just need someone to be a floor. I think he's a great floor or a great QB, a perfect QB two for Superflex. Yeah. Well, again, looking at looking at San Francisco just over the last few weeks, you know, four the give up to quarterbacks four point two points over projection, um, and the and the tight ends do better as well. So who it's, knows? It's maybe gonna be more a, than that too with how Josh Allen played. Yeah. Tonight. So. So I think. No, I think I think San Francisco is definitely a defense you can target for quarterbacks. I'm just not sure Alex Smith is a quarterback that takes advantage of that enough to play him over someone's upside if you need that big play, that big quarterback. But he's definitely like that safe yeah. 18 points. 
seven inch mags. And it also depends on how deep your league is as well. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. So, yeah, it's. But if you got again, if you got to go to Alex Smith, it's a deep league and you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's Alex Smith or two are like the only two I would like look at if I needed that either super flex or um, a deep quarterback start. Yep. All right. So moving on to the running backs. <sighs> no. Yuck. Basically, yuck again. Um, Adrian Peterson against Green Bay. That's yeah. the best. I mean, we still, um, you know, we still don't know about DeAndre Swift. He's, he, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson himself last week was saying he has not been the same since he got that concussion. He's just, he's just not himself since he had that concussion. Yeah, and concussions vary from player to player too. Like no concussion is exactly the same. So we hear yeah. concussions very broad scheme. Like we saw one knockout girly for. Um, those games are going with the big, no, sorry, David Johnson. David Same Johnson, thing. yeah. David yeah, Johnson went on the IR and missed three weeks. Yeah, I was thinking with that one. But yeah, knocked out David Johnson three. So every concussion is completely different. And the thing about Adrian Peterson, I keep not wanting him to do good because my rankings always have him so low. And he keeps proving me wrong. He just he just gets one yard touchdowns all the time. He so got he two of them this last in. week. He had two of them the week before. Yeah. It's all, it's all he does is get one yard touchdown. So apparently, again, they just get tackled on the one all the time. But again, he's a volume play if, if Swift is gone. Swift is definitely the better play. Green Bay is definitely a defense to target in terms of um, usually running backs. Um, so it's definitely um, someone to consider depending on the news that comes out the rest of the week. Yeah. I'm. Jeez, he finished his running back five this last week in standard. Exactly. Like <laughs> touchdowns, man. And I was just like, "Oh, he's not even a great play, even if he, even if Swift doesn't play." And then he just gets he's gets two. He's been a top ten running back the last two weeks in half point PPR. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's got four touchdowns the past few weeks. Like it's oh, ridiculous. Man. And they've all they've all been like they've literally been Legarrette Blunt touchdowns though too. There's yeah. not been like oh a big run. It's no. just like well we're on the one punching in, bud. There, there you go. Take it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean Adrian Peterson's the only one on this list that has any 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 I mean, could you could you make I mean with how bad the Seattle defense got gashed in the run game this last week, which up until 2 weeks ago was not an issue. The run the run defense had been great. And it was the pass defense where they were giving everything up. Now it's almost like it, the, the last three weeks have been a complete flip-flop where they've really settled down in the pass defense, and it's the run defense that's that's struggled. I mean, I can't I can't even say it with a straight face. Never mind. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was like, I'm just going to disagree if you say he's an option. I'm just like, there's no – the deepest of leagues, you have to, sure, start Ty Johnson, who we're talking about, I assume. But, yeah, I mean, he's the he's the closest thing to it. I'm I like I said, I'm again going but, to Yahoo to see who's available in that area. They're gonna fall so far behind so fast, in my opinion, that they have to abandon the run. Or at least they better. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, so I just, yeah, yeah. Personally, AP is the only one I would consider if um, Swift is out. So keep an eye on the news on that i assume he's gonna be back this week because they put him on ir for the concussion but yeah um again those vary day-to-day week-to-week um with concussions like brain injuries are like no joke so it's something to monitor yeah yeah i'm just i'm again just trying to go through the list 
Yeah, no one. All right, moving on. <laughs> Running backs are done. Wide receivers. All I right. Talk about things. Who? Huh? Now we can talk about things. Yeah, a couple. Um, <laughs> like like Corderell Patterson running the ball against Houston. Oh my God! <laughs> all right, let's Wide get receiver. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, who's who's some of your favorite uh, pickups this week at the I mean, one shot position? It goes back to that. Um, I've been like targeting these Jets receivers as like this like wide receiver three you can plug in and play because they fall so far behind that just keep throwing it. And Perryman and Mims are the, my top two. Like pick your poison on that one. I think Mims is a better player. Paramount is the deeper targets, whatever you need. Those are my pretty much my top two um, pickups. Kind of a pick your poison on that one. Yeah, um, I just kind of looking at some of the other some of the other matchups. A lot of the other matchups don't really look. I mean, there's not that many good matchups with these uh, waiver wire um, receivers this week. So that's the hard part of all this. Is a lot of times we will target a matchup to like, oh, this guy's a good matchup. You can, pl- you can grab him and plug him in. Yeah, There's not I, much on here. Uh, I mean. Depending on how on how desperate you are and how deep your league is, I could see a Tim Patrick as a as like kind of third or fourth on the on the wide receiver list. Yeah. Uh, waiver wise, just because you know he had a little bit of a bounce back week this last week, it helped that Drew Locke is somewhat healthy. Um, yeah. Tim Patrick's just solid, man. Like, yeah. He's just like a good wide receiver. His route tree is kind of limited, but that catch he had in the end zone, and he just he's gotten better over and over. So I wonder what's gonna happen with him next year. Honestly, he's a restricted free agent um he might be versus kj hamler for that wide receiver three role but i think he's he's solid he's he's kind of the alex smith you're looking for like a lot unless he catches those touchdowns like this past week he's just gonna be safe points yep yep so all right and that's pretty much it for for wide receivers too (laughs) oh i might want to backtrack a little bit something i want to bring up about running backs is check your waiver wire for jd mckissick yes dropped yeah um, he's over the fifty percent, but that's why we didn't talk about him a minute ago. I dropped I him in. To... I dropped him in two leagues. I I just dropped him. Yeah, this past week is it Gibson's been getting the work. I literally just dropped him this week. Yep. Yeah, so I dropped him tough. in two leagues this week, trying to get some some extra help uh, in in other places, and yeah. uh, so about that. That just kind of popped in my head um, when thinking of pass catchers because he's not a running back to me. No, getting ten receptions, but he's a running back position. Yep. But that's someone to um because I didn't mean to take that away, but I wanted to bring that up while it was in my head. No, absolutely. Thank you for bringing it up. All right, so tight end Logan Thomas. Yes, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go a week without talking about him. Uh, we literally can't. Because he's always on this list, and he's always the number one, number two pickup, and getting nine targets today. The, okay. thirty plus fantasy points. Or like twenty something fantasy points. Yeah, this there was okay. A couple years ago, there was a guy that we used to bring up all the time, like this as well, um, from Houston. I don't know if you remember C.J. Fedorowitz. Yeah, Fedora. <laughs> he was basically the, oh, it was yeah. the same type of thing. It's just he was always available, and for some reason, Watson liked throwing to him, and he would finish. You know, and he would he would finish. You know, top ten tight end every two out of three weeks and no one would pick him up. And then, you know, then he started dealing with the concussions and, and missing time. But yeah, he was, he's another one of those guys. I remember that was just kind of that same sort of thing where always seemed to be available in leagues and for the most part did pretty solid. So. Yeah. I think and it's, but, well, the matchup's also really good this week. He's one of those guys that um, you can grab and play 
definitely speak with confidence, um, especially after a big week. So you might be fighting a little bit on that one, but that's definitely someone I'd be aiming for. San Francisco just let up a touchdown on Dawson Knox tonight. Um, and they've been really bad versus tight ends. So, and especially getting all those targets, he's definitely my main tight end pickup. Yeah, I'm looking at one thing here. There was another player that I'm looking at. Did I take? Oh, there. I know. That. I know who my number two is. If you want me to talk about it. Uh. Like, okay. Who's Who's your number two? If you're desperate, I say Cole Komet. Yeah, he's 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 definitely going to be one there too. He's uh, overtaking the role from uh, what we were saying about. Um, Jimmy Graham Jimmy all season. Graham. Yep. He's getting the targets. He has the Houston as a matchup. So again, if Logan Thomas gets picked up, he's someone you can grab and stream. Because like Titans are just a matchup-based game. Unless you literally have Kelsey, I think it's a matchup-based game. Like Waller's like that kind of almost exception, but besides Kelsey, like anybody can dud you if you're aiming for matchups. Yeah. I think the only the only other one that I would that I would possibly throw out there who managed to score a decent amount of points for me this last week, he just couldn't get into the end zone. Uh, again, it all depends on who's injured in front. If if John Smith misses again, Tannehill likes throwing to Ferkser. I mean, he didn't for like the first three quarters. Yeah, it it was all in garbage time. Basically, yeah. it was all in garbage time. It almost got him into the end zone. Um, but still, I mean, again, he's he's a guy that you know if John Smith misses, um, he is the he is the likely guy to 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 pick up some of that passing. I mean, and again, they're going against a, a Jacksonville um, defense that um, has not been very good this season. Now they, I mean, lately they're right about you know within the standard deviation in terms of you know against tight ends, and you know just teams that give up you know that score a lot of points are still just scoring a lot of points against Jacksonville. So. Yeah, no, it's definitely something he got seven targets this past week, which is a very good target share. Um, but that team does fluctuate their targets around. It does. But if yes. You, if you go through his past few weeks, even with Johnny on the field, he had five had, last week. He had one the week before that he had five and three and six. So there's definitely like a possibility of upside there, even if Johnny's on the field. But I definitely like that's the deepest of leagues. Yeah. And um, again, Johnny's playing. And again, that's why. Play. Yeah, that, again, that's why I, you know, I have him behind Logan Thomas, Cole Komet, and even Tyler Higby. Um, yeah. So, but it's just it's one of those deeper ones. If if you're desperate and Johnny Smith is again, it also is dependent on Johnny Smith missing. Um, that's you know that that could be another route for you to go. So you can also watch the practice reports too. Even if he doesn't miss, if he's like sounds like he's gonna be too banged up to be like a high high um snap share. Yep, that could be a definitely deeper play. There's not much else out there. No, like looking at looking at our list, like that's where we're like Kyle Rudolph, Dalton Schultz, Jordan could- Reed caught a touchdown tonight in garbage time. You know, that's <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, Nothing's really exciting. Could there. Dalton Schultz be part of that uh, part of that uh, that uh, that narrative of the of the game for for uh, for Andy Dalton against Cincinnati? It, I mean, he does like pass to him every now and then. He's that Dalton the Dalton connection <laughs> that they have going on. Uh, all right. Any, anything else for uh, you got for uh, for this week? No, but um, playoffs are beginning. This is the make or break kind of stuff. This is the kind of time where you think week to week, not um, like whole season long. So nope. sometimes you got to make some calls that will be kind of weird to see on paper. But if all the numbers are going that way and you really feel confident on it, just go for it. Um, and as long as you can live with the consequences. Yeah, this is this is one of those weeks where 
you know, a lot of the times, you know, I think for for rankings and stuff, especially because we we get graded on our rankings. Like we're actually told, you know, we actually find out how good or bad our rankings are compared to everyone else in the industry. Um, and might have not been great lately, <laughs> but I think part of that is because I. I've taken some chances with some players looking at matchups and everything that you, when you get to this point in the playoffs, you don't have much of a choice. I mean, it's, you have to make, you have to make those kind of calls and you have to live with them. Um, I was playing a lot safer, I think in the, in the first half of the season with my rankings and it seemed to work out pretty well. Um, and then it didn't. And then, so I started taking some risk and then it got worse. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this is, this is the time of, this is the time of the year where in fantasy you have you're going to have to make some tough calls. And again, you're going to have to live with the um live with the the consequences of it. So um so one thing I want to bring up. Go ahead. If you're between a call and everything's pointing in that direction and you feel like that's the way to go, ask yourself would I rather win with this person um would I, would I rather lose to the person on my bench? or they rather lose with them in my lineup kind of thing. What can you live with on that one? And one thing I bring up is last year in the finals, I played Andy Dalton over Deshaun Watson in multiple leagues. And that was a week Watson got eight points and Dalton scored 40. <laughs> so if the numbers are there and you can be confident in it, I say go for it. But I'm also very risky. But I've it also helped out a lot in my rankings and a lot of my leagues. I've been I in – in some of my leagues, I have been made fun of for some of the the calls that I've made. Yeah. Um, I've I mean I can't tell you how many times I've had people like, why in the world would you even think that? And you look at the numbers, look at you know, look at the matchup, look at, uh, you know, look at all these things. And if it had worked, you guys would have all called me genius. And it didn't, so I made a risk. I'm willing to live with it. I'm willing to you know, live with the fact that I don't always start my studs. So I can I believe you have a strong process. You're going to hit a lot more than you miss. Correct. And that's how you win. Yep. I think I, I tend to think of myself in terms of how I play fantasy football and set up my rosters, kind of like a Phil Mickelson. I, I take a lot of risks. A lot of them pay off. But when they don't, they really don't. <laughs> they, I mean, it's it's really bad. So, um, all right. So that's all we got for you guys tonight, um, and basically, probably for this week, we will um, try to get. I will get uh, the our start and sit um, uh, thread going on the on the Facebook page uh, this week. Uh, probably, I'll probably get it going Saturday, so we can get start answering those questions ahead of time. Um, hope you guys all have a great week. Good luck in the playoffs this week, you guys. Uh, hope that you guys all make the the right calls, advance farther. For those of you who don't have the playoffs yet, I've got three leagues that I have a two-week playoff, week 15 and 16. Um, for those of you, I hope you guys get the wins you need to make it into the playoffs. So uh, for, uh, for CJ, my name is Ryan Skullrude. Again, this has been the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. 
Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.